This is the author. 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 Penguin Random House Audio presents This is the author. This is the author. This is the author. Writing a book is hard. Narrating your audiobook is well, we'll let the author tell you about it. Today in the studio. Hi, this is Whitney Cummings. You know, I think that I realized that there were a lot of stories and ideas that didn't really make sense to talk about on stage in a stand-up context because they were just too embarrassing or not funny enough or just too personal. And I couldn't figure out a way to perform them live. And so I started writing them down and they just sat in this document. And I just hoped one day I'd get brave enough to do it or smart enough to figure out how to do them on stage. And I I just couldn't. And people kept suggesting I write a book. I write a book. And I always just felt like, oh, God, that's something you do when you have a long life. I just didn't feel like I had enough to offer. And then I thought, oh, maybe I should do all those stories that I've never figured out how to tell on stage. Maybe they're a book. And I started looking at them and I was like, wow, this stuff's embarrassing. I'm never going to be able to say this in front of people. So I just gave up on that ever happening. And I started turning it into a book. And then to get through it, I had to get an intention together. I had to get a mantra together. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write the book that I wish had been available to me when I was 18. I want to kind of write a Bible for people who want to grow and feel better about their awful choices. Narrating my audiobook was shockingly hard. I am stunned that this is being asked of human beings. I'm shocked. I talk all day for a living. All I do is talk. I thought this was going to take two hours to read like the entire book. I thought, ah, I can do this. And I wrote it. How hard can it be? It is so hard. I think for a couple of reasons. Number one, you don't realize how just physically hard and how much endurance it requires and focus. You know, my book is a lot about overcoming perfectionism and being able to let go and build self-esteem and stuff. And I found myself as I was reading through it, definitely beating myself up in my perfectionism coming up of, I should have written it this way. Oh, that joke's not funny enough or this isn't good enough or, you know, so it was definitely an emotional challenge as well to just capitulate to the book having been written and letting it just be what it is and stop constantly trying to change it. And also, as I'm a comedian, so I think it was especially hard for me because I'm used to hearing laughs. That's what keeps me going. That's what feeds me. And I think I have this Pavlovian reaction of if I say a joke and nobody laughs, the thought is that bombed. That wasn't good. So I found myself looking up at my director, and if I'd see her laugh, I'd be like, okay, that joke's good. But I think just how quiet it is in here sort of freaked me out and made me think like, oh, God, this sucks. The question I was just asked was, what am I most proud of in my narration? Uh, The answer is I'm not proud of anything I did these past five days. (laughs) I can barely pronounce most of the words in this book. I do not want to pretend like I was good at this. (laughs) I mean, I'm proud I finished it. I'm proud that I think I was able to make it somewhat conversational. I didn't want it to feel like I was just reading a book like a robot. I tried to sort of infuse it with some stuff that maybe you won't get from reading the book, some of my opinions and personalities. And I cried in it. 
not particularly proud of that, but at least the listener will know how sort of raw a lot of this stuff really is for me. So I guess maybe I'm proud that I was able to actually be present during it and not just phone it in and read it, you know, like as if anyone could have. I was able to infuse some of my real emotions into it, which maybe people will like or maybe they'll find it annoying. I don't know. I'll find out on Twitter soon enough. My dream narrator for my book. My dream narrator for my book. My dream narrator for my book is probably Fran Drescher or maybe like Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know. I just I find his voice so like amazing and harmonious and I just think that would be so funny. I think it would just be so nice to have a man read it and in real time and just have their actual reactions. It's like, oh, God. Oh, you know who I think would be kind of amazing? I listen to this podcast called HowStuffWorks.com, and there are these guys, Josh and Chuck. And Josh, his voice is really funny, and it's very soothing and, like, nonjudgmental. And I think he'd be really good, too, if you guys know his voice. It could also be funny to have Garrison Keillor, but it might take, like, 17 hours to get through one page. (laughs) I had an ex-boyfriend. This is going to sound very cliche. And we would argue so much that it got to the point to where when he would come over, I would, like, schedule activities for us to do just to fill our time so that we wouldn't start fighting. And uh, yes, I should have gotten out of the relationship. I realized that was the wrong solution. But at the time, it seemed like a great one. And we would read Charles Bukowski books to each other, which sounds so cliche and is such a red flag that that was both of our favorite writer. And there was this poem. I think it's called Roll the Dice that is a Charles Bukowski poem that we used to always read to each other. But I think that's the only reading out loud I've ever done to anyone. Did anyone read out loud to me other than him? No. Is that sad? Sounds deeply, deeply sad. I mean, I went had to go to church a lot as a kid, so there's like the priest would read psalms. Is that what they're called? Psalms? Paragraphs from the Bible? Like the plagues and stuff? They would read just all this horrific stuff in church, but I was usually distracted and flirting with boys and during church. I wasn't listening to all the warnings. <laughs> Words that I was surprised that were difficult for me when reading. So many words, turns out. Here's the inspiring takeaway, that even illiterate people can write books. Don't let not being able to read stop you from writing a book. If I can do it, anybody can. I was surprised, like, homogeneous versus homogenous. I think I've been using those incorrectly my entire life, and I obviously have no real friends because no one's pointed it out to me. Pathos, 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 pathos. That's what it is. I've been saying that wrong. I thought pathos. I was saying pathos. It's pathos, pathos, pathos. Still don't have it. That was a tricky one. Um, There were lots of words that I thought I had in the bag. I mean, all the words, the Middle Eastern words. I feel like it's okay that I didn't quite know how to pronounce those, but it's still pretty dark. Lethargic. I didn't know that it was lethargy. I know lethargic, but I had never said the word lethargy out loud because I'm not a pompous jerk. But now if I ever do, I will know how. Lethargy. 
which is what I feel after recording an audiobook for five days, ironically enough. Tune in next time to hear what happens when another author is in the studio. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.